What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Go to Talk. Go to Talk. I am Johnny Destructo. And I am the Back Tribble. Uh, oh. There's a lot of, I can't tell, is this, there's a lot of like things happening outside. The door is open. It's fine. We're f- the, it's ambient. The, the door is open. The sun is shining. We're filled with waffles. Oh boy, and, aren't we? And grits. Mm, it's a good start to a day. All right, so we're here to talk about a bunch of stuff. Comic book related, flim flam, flippy dippy. But before we do, here at 4327 Main Street in Maniunk. Do you mean Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex? The one in same. Maniunk's best comic book store? It is. Yeah. By far. Thank you. We... Have an apology to be, or should I say, you? <laughs> I have an apology. Have an apology to me. In the form, I, I'll read the email and then I will get to groveling. <laughs> uh, this is called Where's My Shout Out, JD? Parentheses, gutter talk, parentheses. <clears throat> hey, JD and Len. Well, this is primarily for JD. I couldn't help but notice you gave a shout out to a listener named Anthony, who popped by the store a couple of weeks ago because he was in town for another function and wanted to stop and say hi. Your description of this guy was that he kicked off the conversation by saying, you sound just like you do on the show, and was catching a train back home from 30th Street Station. You also mentioned that he was a Patreon patron. Well, except for the Patreon part, that sounds an awful lot like the time I stopped by your store in early June, because I was in town for a convention and was catching a train home to New York later that night. Hmm. Thinking emoji. I also gave you one of my cards. You had just run out of JD's Hero Complex cards. The only part of my Popeye, pop by, that's different, is that I'm not a patron. Very sorry about that. I will become one if I can get a shout out. Might it be that you're confusing the two instances of listeners stopping by the shop, not saying I've been losing sleep over it, (laughs) (laughs) but I've been losing sleep over it. On to comics and other nerdery. I'm very much a DC homer quote-unquote, and I've tried to rationalize that clusterfuck of a trailer I saw for Titans. Like, I'll reserve judgment until I watch it. Or, maybe he meant fuck Batman in a nice way. (laughs) But that shit was dark. (laughs) Based on the trailer, I'm not sure what this series is going to be, and I'm not eager to cough up 80-plus dollars to pre-order DC Universe based on that trailer. Are we going back to the Snyder-esque dark DC Universe that failed miserably? If so... Count me out. Last point. Len. Uh Uh-oh. I totally get your position on reading comics in trade. I think comics tell a better story when the whole arc is collected in one place. If I had my druthers, all comics would be published in six-issue chunks, and we'd pay full price, i.e. $24 or six times four for the arc, rather than waiting months for the arc to be collected into a trade for a lower price. Basically... I just hate waiting months for my story to come together. And that's coming from a guy who spends way too much every week on comics and then also buys trades of the old stuff. Well, I guess I'll say goodbye before I get too deep into St. Saucy or Home Dad Abroad territory. (laughs) Not talking shit. I think their emails add great content to the show. Anyway, I love listening to both Gutter Talk and, spoiler alert, keep it up. All the best, Steve Cusimano. That's offensive. So, (laughs) I'm sorry, Steve Cusimano. I do have an excuse. (laughs) Mm. I was going to say an explanation, but it could also be an excuse. (laughs) Um, 
so what happens is is just some some sausage making behind the curtainry here. Uh, Len comes in, and then I'm working on my mor my Wednesday morning orders, mm -hmm. and so we chit and we chat, and maybe we get some grits and some waffles <laughs> before we get down to the show. And uh, I imagine what had happened was I had told Len how tickled I was that Steve Cusimano stopped by, and I gave him a shout out to Len in my conversation with Len. Mm. Uh, and not, and in my head it was on the show because anytime we're talking to you, I just assume we're recording it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I was tickled that you stopped by. I thanked you for stopping by. We had a lovely conversation about you stopping by. We did. We just we didn't did. record it, I think. I believe um, that is so. That's probably what happened. So, uh, anyway, hey, you know what, Len? That reminds me of this story. Uh, if I can take a side, a side minute right now. Um, this guy came in a couple months, like a month or two ago. Named Steve. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I must have told you this already. Thank you, Steve Kazamata, for stopping by. Also, if you want to be a patron, you can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. <laughs> uh, I tickle myself. All right. Oh, God. What else we got? Okay, we've got an email. Um, now, we've got two emails from Maurice Poplar. Oh, yeah. Now... I'm curious, though, because the one email references Lord of the Rings. Okay. I, and I think he, I think this is actually meant for uh, Black Tribbles, about a conversation that happened on Black Tribbles, but I could be wrong, but I'll share it here, just in case. Well, uh, side note, or, or quick aside, um, Brandon, was, was he on the show when he was talking about how he's going through the Lord of the Rings? He's like he's been reading all the books and now he's watching the movies. Maybe that's maybe okay. that's what he's so referencing. Maybe that's what he's on. referencing. Either way, I'm I'm reading it here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't really read emails on Black Tribbles, so here you go. Uh, Y'all so funny. Love the unofficial survey of if people lord dig Lord of the Ring on the Black Tribbles show. See, I, I, it was about Black, okay. on Black Tribbles. Um, however. I think as a black man, I found joy in plenty of things that were initially meant as as an offense for me. From Lord of the Rings to these here United States, stuff wasn't necessarily meant for me, but I found a place in it, found joy in it, and found an opportunity for expression through it. Tolkien was a racist. He all but inspired a genre called fantasy. Yes, there are dragons, goblins, and fairies before him, but there wouldn't be a Game of Thrones or Harry Potter without him. But when J.K. Rowling writes her Potter novels, she has the children reflect the world she sees, and that includes black children who also are magicians. I'm not a hotep out here drawing racial lines. Those Lord of the Ring movies are beautiful, and plenty of people enjoy them. I, for one, can't watch them without seeing his designs. In this bountiful season of fantasy, superheroes, and sci-fi, no one has to love it all. But Hans Christian Andersen makes those goblins in his stories look like very Jewish stereotypes. And he's not the only one burying some of this trash in children's stories. That's all I'm saying. On the one hand, it's so much easier to enjoy many of these tropes if you don't know better. On the other, those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Innocence is bliss or knowingly cynical. Just saying. Hmm. Yeah, it's deep, right? So I have not watched these movies since, since the, they the came way out. back. Right. 
Wh- is there something that I don't know about how racist it is? Well, I don't think. I mean, there's. It, I think it's I about think there's their any designs. Black folk in the, in the, any of the films. Well, oh, that's very true. But but um, there is talk that the that uh, some of the uh, imagery or some of the um, designs of some of the characters can be loosely seen as anti-Semitic. Oh, okay. And stuff like that. I mean, I it. it may depend on your lens, mm-hmm. you know, the perspective in which you're looking at something. Yeah, he said that last week, didn't he? Didn't Brandon say that? He was talking about Maybe how he did, yeah. anti-Semitic it was, and I went, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, oh, you know, with the, the oh, he long did. noses. Yes, and you're the... right, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I kind of, yeah. I, I, I didn't poo-poo it, but I did make a face like, well, I mean, that's just, how, it's a design of a character. I don't know if that's literally what he was going for, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the man. Tolkien, uh, I don't care about the man. Yeah, I didn't really. I don't. I'm, not a I'm Lord one of the those, Rings fella. Me neither. Like I'm one of those people that when the, they put out the Lord of the Rings movies, and they said, "Oh, this was like you know they've had this for years. The books is like ten thousand years old." I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I never read the books. Never cared about the books. Yep. And it was only after somebody referenced that, yeah, this is the same kind of like characters from the hobbit that i remember like oh i remember seeing that as a cartoon cartoon scared the bejesus out of me and that's about all i knew i didn't really and i didn't really care about that so yeah i remember being scared uh, i remember the cartoon there was the scene in the cave i guess where uh, fucking hobbit number one runs into <laughs> smeagol i forget his name but yeah uh and uh yeah i remember being terrified of smeagol mm-hmm. and he wanted that ring and all that stuff see the thing is i I remember The Hobbit. I remember it having kind of a little bit of like a a look that was like, looked halfway interesting, but it just, I was deep in the superheroes at that point, so I didn't really, really care. But then, for some reason, I started confusing it with Watership Down. Another cartoon, right? Right. Yeah, but Watership that's... Down is really dark. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, it's like, it's just like bunnies getting murdered. No, no. Yeah, and I was, and so in confusing the two, I was like, oh, that's nothing I need to ever re- like visit. I'm yeah, fine. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll be over here with the super friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Maurice sent us another email. This one is definitively for Gotta Talk. What's up, amigos? Two things, but they're meaty. Number one, I think it's so interesting. No one wants more dark DC movies slash Titans, but everyone's excited for the dark tone of New Mutants. I just saw M. Night's Split, and it was a supervillain movie set as a horror film. That seemed to be an effective mode, but I'm curious if you could do that with a superhero story. Iron Man 3 wanted to tell the Tony Stark has PSD after Avengers thing, but Avengers 1 wasn't an effective horror film. Maybe Venom. Jessica Jones season 1 touched on it. I I mix my mediums, but horror comics shows horror comics shows seem like the new frontier. Obviously, if done effectively. Uh, so also, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, we were talking about Steve Cusimano a minute ago, and he had a whole other section of his email that we glossed over that uh, ties into this one, and he was talking about the Titans and the darkness and all that other stuff. I like the... Maybe it's just if you tell me this is what you're doing, right? If you tell me that we're going to have a New Mutants movie and it's going to be a horror version of a X-Men movie, mm-hmm. I'm all in. I go, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. You put it in that little box, and now I understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that about myself, that I need to be told that little box, like, oh, they're making it a horror movie. Cool. Right. Um, but Titans, it just feels like they're trying to do the Titans, but the vibe doesn't feel right because they're not saying, hey, we're going to do a version of the Titans where they all watch The Crow first. Right. Um, or it's a horror version, or we're going to do like a hard-boiled version mm-hmm. of the Titans. Yeah. It feels more like, we're doing this, but we think it looks cool to have it all be be, be dark and have Robin stabbing folks in the jugular mm-hmm. and cussing. Yeah. Flim-flam, flim-flarm, <laughs> was it? Flim, flarn filth, flarn, flarn filth. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it, I think if you call something out, um, oh, here we go. Here's an example. M. Night Shyamalan, speaking of him again, he made a film several years back where uh, Marky Mark was running away from the wind. What the was happening. that called? The Happening. And so it came out, and everyone thought it was going to be this like return to form for M. Night Shyamalan because mm-hmm. it was kind of a neat idea uh, before you watch the film. And, um, and then he was running away from the wind. Uh, and he went, oh, no, no, no audience who didn't like my film see what i was doing there is i was trying to make a bad film on purpose and this was going to be a, a kind of a spoof film it's over the top on purpose and it's Did terrible he say on that purpose really? yeah it's sort of like you know he was trying to make a bad movie oh and boy. like to me that just reeks of um you're yeah. trying to save some face because you made a bad movie yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and i might be wrong you know maybe i'm just trying to put a bow on a pile of shit there you go and so, yeah, I, I feel like there's a difference between going, I'm going to make this thing, and this is what it, this is now, here you go. Right. And, oh, no, no, that's, that's what I meant to do, right? Yeah. Cool. See, and there's another thing as far as with the Titans and the whole New Mutants thing. If you know, this, first of all, the New Mutants, as popular as they may have been in their day. <laughs> 30 years ago. Right. They decidedly are not so popular that... The, the zeitgeist has their story and backstory etched in their brain. Yeah. Right? So they can be visited upon almost as something wholly new um, put out there for people to enjoy. Also, if you are familiar with their backstory of the characters, there are aspects to the character that if pulled one way or the other could lend itself to a darker film that maybe uh, gets you into the horror genre or definitely maybe like the psychological thriller genre, especially if you look at some of the art from the day. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pulled up some yeah, Bill Sienkiewicz's artwork. Um, it looked like a horror book. Exactly. Yeah, even looking now, it's like, oh, that's weird and dark and and if you read the comics it, that feel was was etched in stone in on the pages yeah, right yeah. so you could definitely see that new mutants doesn't sound like a portrayal of what if you if you had any knowledge of them at all of what you maybe have known of, of them mm-hmm. titans I hear you maybe you can do a harder boiled Titans, but this Titans is not harder boiled. Mm -hmm. This is Sin City Titans. And that doesn't, the characters in Titans, I don't care how much, how far you pull them, aren't going Sin City. Mm -hmm. Maybe they go a little dark because of Raven, 
But even then, that would still be Raven. That wouldn't speak of the other characters. Yeah. You know, and this is their whole milieu, the whole... This is freaking Robin, mm. for God's sake. We're not even talking Nightwing. Yep. Maybe Nightwing, you say, is disenchanted. Yeah, yeah. But he's Robin. Robin's not disenchanted yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, maybe he's... Okay, case of point, maybe he's on his way to being disenchanted. I don't know. But still, it just it doesn't ring... It doesn't ring true you give it the benefit of the doubt because of who it is it's dc you want to give them a chance yeah yeah but it just doesn't ring true doesn't ring honest yeah um and i've you know like i said i'm doing i'm doing all the quotes that were in the email like i'm just gonna wait to see how it shakes out and maybe this is just the first episode it's the very first night he's having a bad night Mm -hmm. you know someone someone dipped their dick in his coffee i don't know (laughs) That would make me say, if it was Batman, I would say, (laughs) fuck Batman. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maurice continues, number two, on Jewish goblins. Yeah, there's a whole racializing monsters from the fantasy genre. Tolkien picks up the baton and doesn't invent the fantasy genre, but he redefines it. Wrote a whole lot about monsters from the South coming and the need for the elves, French, dwarves, Germans, humans british and hobbits irish to get over their fractious past and rebel against the uh, invaders and he publishes the books in the 1950s as the (laughs) the orcs black people (laughs) as the uk are importing indians africans and caribbeans to have enough workers to keep the country running this is his existential crisis not the Germans bombing the hell out of his country, the evil coming from the South. And he wants to make Middle Earth great again. And this this isn't a criticism of anyone who loves the movies or the books. Just saying, it's all pretty special. Hmm. He also gives a shout out to uh, Tarot Hunt's Goblins comic, a web comic that flips the script on being the other. The project seems to finally be getting turned into a TV show. And he directs us to goblinscomic.com for more cool. information. Nice. Thank you, Maurice. Thank you, Maurice. Um, how, does that... When you find out something, let's say that that's all true and that's um, his overall theme when he's writing, right? Mm-hmm. If you find out that a writer that you're enjoying is putting um, political. their political underpinnings mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to say political because there's a lot of things that are political but like hurtful right kind of stuff how do you feel about that if well, it's not I mean, overt yeah it's not overt if it's if it's stuff that actually once you read it and it is kind of hurtful and it yeah. like puts a different spin on it then I feel like Ugh, and I just can't read it anymore yeah. unfortunately because I'll, I'll never be able to look through it look at it again mm-hmm. um I don't know if I necessarily hate the author or the creator anymore, depending on, I guess, because then it would depend on how hurtful, like how, what it is. If you're just, if it's a point of view that I just disagree with, yeah, then that disagreeing with it may be enough for me to, not be able to look at the book anymore, but hey, that's your point of view. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's like, you know, like blatantly like racist or sexist or something like that, then, and I find out that that's really your your viewpoint, then I will be like, 
I don't know. You know, case in point, everybody gives um, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. A, 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 you know, a bucket of, of shit because of using the N-word mm-hmm. very liberally in his movies, right? And I, I recognize that he does that. But from what I can see or from what I know, outside looking in, that's not him. Right. That's him writing a script. And I don't want to damn the man if for his use of language in his scripts as necessarily being indicative of his viewpoints. I agree with that. Um, that's sort of always how I've always felt about it. That didn't come out right. How I've always felt about him. But there is the one scene in Pulp Fiction where he writes those words for him to say. He's playing a character in a movie, yeah. but he's also playing the role. Mm-hmm. So he's written he's written that so that he can then say that and be like, you know, if that one feels a little disingenuous to me. That particular scene with the, the yeah. N-word storage mm-hmm. up in my garage. But I also get within the context of the script that the point is to show that he's able to talk that way to... Oh, to, to da, 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 da. Lawrence Fish. No, not Samuel ooh, Jackson. Ooh, Samuel Jackson. They don't all look Samuel alike, J- Len. Samuel all right? Jackson. Thank God I said it. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson uh, in Pulp Fiction. So I, I, I feel it's supposed to be like... Uh, Jules. Jules, thank you. No, wait, who's the other guy then? Um, Jules and... John F- F- Travolta is uh, Vin- Vinny, or not Vinny, because Vinny Barbarino. Um, he's uh, Jules and he's not. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what, how he introduces himself to Uma Thurman uh, when they go dancing. That doesn't matter. It's not part. That doesn't. That's not part of the conversation. Anyway, uh, it's just bothering me. So yeah, the fact that <laughs> it, it up. he's gonna look it up now. He gotta Google it. So my point though is, in that scene, it's specifically done to show that this white guy is using this phrase in front of Jules, two Jules, right? And he's allowed to do it because of the way the relationship between Jules and he are. Like Jules yeah. really kind of respects this guy and needs his help and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there's a there's a power movement in that scene mm-hmm. but still the fact that Tar- Quentin Tarantino gave himself those words to say I think is a little bit telling but maybe I'm being too uptight about it I don't know uh, also keep in mind this was one of, this is his breakthrough movie right he had written a script that that got made into um, true romance but this was his big breakout thing and it would well, be like it was if you and thing. I it was a breakout thing but he had done Reservoir Dogs Oh, that's, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. I forgot about Resort Darks. But like, that would be like me writing a script and being like, hey, Len, uh, I wrote this script where you and I are in a scene together. How do you feel about this? See, but there's a difference. See, see from an actor, you know, it, it's easy to say that he's just playing himself in that role. And especially it's easier, like, like I, it, I understand, because he directed and wrote, and wrote the movie. Yeah. However... You have to give him the benefit of a doubt of just being an actor in that place and that he is putting on a role. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. regardless of who, who he and is. And maybe he didn't write it for himself. Maybe and, it was just know, the yeah. day of the shoot came and like. Nobody else. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but you don't hold it. You don't hold uh, Spike Lee to the same to the same. Uh, 
like regard, Spike Lee has written himself into a, a, a ton of his movies mm-hmm. and has had to say had to say some crazy stuff. Oh yeah, and do the right thing. He had to say, you know he had to shout some shout some stuff. Oh, okay. I mean he had stuff being shouted at him, but he had some stuff that was coming out of his mouth unprovoked mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you don't necessarily throw those feelings onto Spike Lee even though he wrote and directed that movie, mm-hmm. you know? So at least not uh, not at that level. Maybe, so, you know, I just give him the benefit of the doubt. And John Travolta's character was Vincent. Vincent. Vincent yeah. and it, Jules. It was Jules. Nice. Uh, did that, did we, was there a question there? Did we answer? <laughs> you know, it was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. We got um, another email from Christopher Goodnight. Saint Saucy. The, the Saint Saucy one himself. He sent us an email letting us know that Kelly Thompson is writing the new Jessica Jones series yeah. and it's single issues digital digital only and then direct to trade paperback, not even hardback. I like that. Mm. I like that model. Mm-hmm. Hush is like the second comic I ever read, so I'm looking forward to it. It introduced me to all of the major Bat characters, and I even knew the twist ending ahead of time thanks to Toy Fair. Hopefully they <laughs> don't change a thing. Wow. Hopefully they do, and they make it make sense. Now that Disney has officially bought 20th Century Fox, what are some casting ideas for <laughs> the major players? We'll come back to that. Yeah. Personally, I'd love to see George Clooney as Reed Richards, but he wouldn't do it, and there's no way they'd go that old. Mm -hmm. John Krasinski has been mentioned in fan circles, but I don't know if I can see him as an arrogant asshole. My big hope is they end Avengers 4 kind of like Wheaton began Astonishing 7 with the Avengers and Spidey and other heroes fighting a big monster in downtown New York while in flies the X-Men and Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Car and Blackbird. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so what I'm thinking is they're going to have to reboot the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. I know we know who Wolverine is. You know, they're in the zeitgeist. They've been since the year 2000. They're one of the first big superhero movies, right? One of the big ones. And... Uh, we may know the characters, but I think they need to, just like we knew Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They still had to kind of reintroduce us to Spider-Man. Damn it, no, they didn't. He showed up in the middle of Civil War. Yeah. Hmm. Now, he, they recast him. Yeah. Uh, but that, but they, how much of that is they recast him because Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man 2, was considered a fail? Right. If it had been a really big success, uh, well, if it had been a big success, maybe they, they would not have made the move. Uh, you know, well, the, Sony yes. would not have agreed. M- made the de- yeah, that's true. They would have been like, no, we got it on our own. Thanks, sucker. You know, that's true. So yeah, um, but I think, or at least I think, the smart thing to do would be to reintroduce the characters. Well, with you're right. The they new probably actors. do have to do a level of recasting because they definitely have to recast Wolverine. Yeah. And if you're going to recast Wolverine, you might as well go whole cloth. Yeah. You know. So. Um, who, so, what do you think of his idea? I, first of all, I don't like George Clooney doesn't need to touch a spandex cop movie no, ever again. No, let's not give him trouble. No, I like George Clooney. Me too. I but think George he's a Clooney, great actor. But uh, he, I would, he's I an think, okay actor. Well, okay, he's a charming actor. He's a charming actor. You know who? He's a Tom Cruise. He's a Tom Cruise, Cary Grant. He's basically in the movie, and you know he's George Clooney. Yeah. But he, he may say that his name is Steve. Like, but he's George Clooney. <laughs> hey, we see right, you, George. Steve, Steve Clooney. Um, yeah, I, I I would like to see him. 
Like who? Bad Ben Affleck was able to turn Daredevil around, and now he's he was been sort of respected as the Dark Knight, right? So true. I don't I don't know if you could say Ben Affleck turned Daredevil around. No, no. I you know he went from oh turned around from Daredevil. Yes, okay. he was able to turn it around. I gotcha. Um, and I, I would like to see George Clooney be able to wipe the the stink of Batman so and Robin off. He's fine. He's, yeah. he's fine. He's That's got his. True. He's got his little like uh, Nespresso smell on him now. That coffee that he that he sells. Oh, does he? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's good. George is fine. Sorry, right. you don't want him. You don't want him to be Fantastic Four, Mister Fantastic. You no, know, and I don't want John Krasinski either. He doesn't look smart. Hmm. You gotta have an intelligent-looking face. Hmm. Like that's why I didn't like the guy in the movies because I thought he looked stupid. Oh, oh. Ian um, Rudolph or whatever. Yeah. I forgot that guy's name. Yes, I remember um, that I didn't like him. <laughs> uh, the only thing I liked about those movies was uh, Captain America. Captain America? Oh, uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, I thought he was perfect as that snarky... Human Torch. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Jessica Alba. Gosh, those were terrible. And then yeah. like the thing looked like a giant bowl of... Um, what's that cereal? Captain Crunch. No, no, no. Um, with the frog. Oh, super, uh, super Sugar Crisp. Yeah. Can't get enough Super Golden Crisp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That one. Um, so, all right. So, let's start with the Fantastic Four. Yes. First of all, I think we have to agree, agree on what age this Fantastic Four is going to be. I didn't mind the younger versions that they did in the really crappy reboot that they did a couple years ago. The like it was basically they were basically like David Cronenberg's The Fly remake, yeah. but with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I also thought that was a neat idea to mm. go almost horrific body horror with it. Okay, it just fell apart in the, about the halfway mark, I think. The halfway of the uh, pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> see, I I, um, I didn't mind it, but I do think my ideal. Fantastic Four is older. Like, it's an older Reed. Like, Reed is in his late 30s, 40s, maybe even. With Sue, maybe within five to seven years of him. Yeah. I'm no good at casting people, man. That's why I don't work in movies. Uh, I would say a good fan, a good um, Sue story. You know who might not be a bad Sue Storm at this point in her career? Hmm. And but it's still enough of a name. Um, what's her name? <laughs> I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on her name. The Friends chick. Oh, uh, what? Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston? Aniston. She's right. got to be. She's definitely in her forties now. Is she in her fifties? Yeah, man. Okay. Well, she could pass for in her forties. Yeah, Jennifer Anderson. I, I think at this point she could might make a, you know, because Susan is not a. First of all, you got to remember, I don't care how you 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 spin it. Susan Storm is not like some black widow chick that's doing backflips and nah. and drop kicking people. Nah. she's turning invisible. She's making her powers work for her. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston is not a bad actress. No, I like her. You know, she gets kind of a bad rep for whatever reason, but I, I think like she her. does. Yeah. Um, and I also think. In keeping with Marvel's mode, if if the Fantastic Four is their like the family movie of their genre, I think she could fit well in that with like a lighter lighter touch, you know, come off a little, you know, 
motherly, but but still definitely got a a milf to hmm. her, you know. See, man, I'm too old. I, I I'm with you. I'm too old in that. I think that everyone I'm thinking of is like Amy Adams. You know, what I mean, like they're all Amy Adams, forties. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all I can think about is is women, I guess, my age. I don't really know the the new young hip generation of characters of actors. Yeah, see, but you don't want to go young and. and I do, I do, I do want to go younger. Oh, that's right. You want them to be younger. Yeah, I want them not young, young. I don't want them to be like. Oh, so that's the thing. You got to determine. You got to determine what age you want them. Do you want them at the age of like that reboot? They were probably in their twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say about. 25 to 27 because I, I, I did like the thing that they did in the ultimate universe where they were sort of inducted into this you know uh, accelerated genius program and they okay. were all part of this thing and they were young um, what's the word I'm looking for they're young um, protege I guess so you're fine with the Fantastic Four if they were to be introduced into the Marvel Universe being for lack of a better word the middle ground between the Avengers yes. and and Spider Man. Yeah, they're definitely not Spider Man age. Right. They got to be older than that. He's supposed to be 16, 17, right? Right. So definitely, I would put them at like twenty five, twenty six. Okay. Don't wanna, I don't want to make them like in their forties and fifties, like Cap and Iron Man. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I want you want to get some older. out of them before they. Mine are older. Yeah. I've cast my Sue Storm. Who's gonna be your Sue Storm? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not hip enough. Well, you've got to come. You got to bring one, JD. Who's a young actress? Who's a young Emma Stone? Is she Emma young? Stone. She's like. She's probably thirty. She's, well, I mean, but she probably. <laughs> she could play younger. Play I like Emma Stone. She could be. Uh, she could be. A How Susan. about this? I'll give. I'll give this one to you. Okay. How about uh, uh, Chloe Moretz? <gasps> She's too young, but I like her a hey, lot. Girl, you, she's got to be in her twenties by now. She just did a great movie on Netflix, um, Brain on Fire. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, she plays a young news reporter mm-hmm. in her early twenties. Yeah, yeah, she's in her early twenties. Yeah. yeah, so how about she, her? all right? She's fine. Yeah, I'm in. You gave it to me. All, all right, you're welcome. That. Yeah. All right, so now let's go read. So who's going to be? Essentially, the love interest. My read is going to be the husband. It's going to be older. But your yeah. read, I'm assuming they're not going to be married. No, no, they'll be they'll be just meeting probably. Just meeting, you yeah. know. They'll they'll meet cute. And I don't mind John Krasinski. I don't think that. But he's too me. old. I guess he is for <laughs> Chloe. He's too old for where you're going. He yeah. ain't passing for 25. Yeah. Those not days. with that beard. Not with that quiet place beard. I'm thinking young, early <laughs> office John Krasinski. <laughs> But you know, get his haircut. <laughs> also, I, but see, yeah, the other problem is, is I really want Reed to have those gray side, <laughs> those gray side. He has to the gray hair, which he could still have. That's true. Guys, I had a friend who went uh, gray at like seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So he could have that. <sighs> I guess he is too old. Yes, he's way too old. My man's over here saying Peter Petrelli could play Mr. Fantastic. Trying you're, to throw you're, me a bone. You're young. He's not younger. even young. He's like, he's starting to gray. Okay, so you said you wanted it a little gray. <laughs> so maybe if he's like in his 30s, read uh-huh. to a 20-something Sue that she's looking up he to. He doesn't look smart. He, he doesn't dumb. come across as smart. George Clooney comes across as smarter. He comes across as kind of like looking like very. He look, doesn't look dumb on This Is Us, doesn't he? I've never seen it. Yeah, he doesn't look. He looks. He actually, he's like the good guy on there. 
I'm used to him as being like this young dipshit punk kid on uh, Gilmore Girls 20 years ago. Oh, um, wow. Oh, jeez. I don't know, man. I'm trying to help you out. Who Who is your read? I think I, I think I have two reads. My man's got two reads. Go ahead. What do you got? I got two reads. All right. One who would be teamed with uh, Jennifer Aniston, okay. Masu, would be Timothy Oliphant. Oh, do you think he's smart? Yeah, he's got a yeah, yeah. And he and he would look smart and aloof, like because mm. he sometimes can come off like you know I, I don't see anybody else. Okay, you know what I mean. So you know, he he wouldn't see Jennifer Aniston, gotcha. but Jennifer Aniston would look at him because he is a good looking dude. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, you know what I mean. All right. So Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, it's a pretty good geriatric uh, Fantastic Four you got. All right. Who else? They're not geriatric. Your, <laughs> they're not geriatric. Who's your other one? Who's your other one? Now, my <laughs> other one, in reading some information about him, l- moves me to recast my Sue Storm. Okay. My other one is Matthew Reese. You don't know that name. No. He is the star of The Americans. Which is the best show on television that nobody is watching. Hmm. It's been on TV. I think it's going into its final season, which I think it's about its sixth or seventh season. Great series about these uh, this Russian couple that infiltrates America back in the eighties um, as spies, and and them just living undercover here in in America. Fantastic series. He would be my Reed Richards. But because if I cast him as my Reed Richards, I have to recast my Sue Storm as Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell, also from the Americans? Also from the Americans <laughs> for two reasons. For two reasons. One, because three reasons. One, because Carrie Russell is a fantastic actress. Is she? I've never seen her in anything I cared about. Oh, she's a fantastic actress. I mean, she was great in those Noxzema commercials. Well, she's anyway. She's very good. She's very she's damn good in in the Americans. Okay. Um, but so so that for that reason, two because in the Americans, her and Matthew Reese definitely have chemistry, chemistry that that pops off of the screen. Um, so I could definitely see them for that. And three. It's because their chemistry is so strong. It's because they've actually been a couple since 2013. Oh, cute. So that means it would work perfect. Okay. So, and because the Americans are about to go off the air, they need something else to do. They need a job. So, so. What about your human torch for those people? Well, you still haven't cast your read. I haven't. How about that dude from, <laughs> since we're doing younger. You're um, doing younger. I'm doing younger. Gross. Um... I'm going with the dude from what 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 blah, 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 baby driver. The young boy? Yeah. Isn't, isn't he maybe a little bit too young? He's like in his twenties. Well, I guess I guess that would be that's yeah. that's the age that you're going for. So you want Ansel Eggort. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. What I the... feel like I just made up two non-words. <laughs> Ansel Egort, a- Egort, what's his name? Ansel Elgert. Oh, I was close. Ansel Egort. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, right? He could be a good, smart, young, aloof. 
because he was kind of aloof in um, Baby Driver. Oh, he's got kind of with like a hum in his drum. He's kind of kind of like a, a goofy look about him. Looks he does. Little, he does have a little bit of. Movement. It looks a little goofy. Ooh, who, what else are we looking at here? He looks a little goofy. Oh, Lily James. L- Lily James. Um, you know who I wish looked smarter, but because I would give it to him for. Um, uh, I think he could pull it off, but he tz, I, all I can see is like his dumb character from uh, Thirty Rock is John Hamm. Oh, you think you you think he could pull off what Reed? I wish he could pull off Reed. Because oh, he there's could be something pull off about Reed. him, but I've never seen him play super wicked smart. Oh, dude, then you never you must not have watched Mad Men. I did. Was he, he was super wicked smart. In are that? you are you kidding me? Dan, uh, Don Draper was like the smartest man in. Every single room. Now, his problem he was, was good that at marketing. He, his problem was that he knew it, and then when he got called on his shit, he, that's when he would get flummoxed. Yeah. But Dan Draper was in te- is super intelligent. All right. Well, then there you go. If I was going older. <laughs> yeah, see, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't cat. I wouldn't catch him. No. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. No. 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 As for my thing, though, I I, do, I don't want to do it in a suit. Oh, I don't no, think so I want, want suit. I want mocap. Um. So I would need somebody who's a good voice actor. That can do good accents and stuff. Patrick Warburton? Oh! You don't want Patrick I don't Warburton. want him. He sounds dumb. But also the thing's not very smart. Well, he's got to be kind of smart, right? He's got to be kind of smart. But Patrick just Warburton smart with is, an accent. You don't want... You don't want too silly. You don't want the voice of Archer as the thing. He's not the voice of Archer. Yes, he's he the is. voice of the Oh, no, the he's right. No, he's the tick. He's the tick. Yeah. Um, what about the voice of Archer? Nah. No, no, you don't want him. Either. What about um? No, I was gonna say Alan Tudyk, but he's got his voice isn't that deep. You want no. someone like a deep, gravelly? Hmm. Yeah, because I, I think I do want mocap as well. However, the person's got to play the he's got to play the thing. Well, no, because my thing is already established. But whoever you get. Has to be the thing, like if you do flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So you gotta be. I need a Ben Grimm. Yeah, so you need a Ben Grimm. It's hard, man. Especially if you're going young. Yeah. Who's your Ben Grimm? I tell you, who's my Ben Grimm? Okay. Sean Astin. (laughs) Hey, what? Sean Astin, (laughs) man. Yes. Samwise. Isn't he supposed to be like buff though? You gonna you gonna beef him up? But. Ben doesn't have to be buff. Ben just maybe needs to be a little bigger than your Reed. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to be buff. Okay. And then if, you, if the thing, he gets whatever. He gets rocks on him. Hmm. The rocks aren't abs. They're rocks. I just always kind of pictured him as like a big, like bulky, like uh, muscly kind of guy. No, if you actually look he at... he used to protect Reed, you know? I mean, he protected him, like I said, because he was bigger. But he was like... I don't like, think you're gonna see Sean Astin like protecting anybody. Are you kidding like, me? Stepping he, up he, to bullies and shit. He's the only only reason Frodo made it. I don't know. Because right. he carried, he carried him. That him. He literally carried him up the freaking mountain. It made me cry. <laughs> it makes me cry every time. <laughs> and he picks him up. Oh god damn it! It's so emotional. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's a good Ben Grimm. And All then right. he and then he gives his life up in, in Stranger Things. Yeah, he's such a dope. He's he always plays so dopey though. No, he's not dopey. He always plays like a doughy dope guy. <laughs> he's very dopey. You're wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. All right. I don't know. 
Well, who would? So all right. So I need a Ben Grimm. You need a younger Ben Grimm. Who's your Who's your twenties like year old Ben Grimm? Kid, dude. I don't know. Would you want him to be buff? And, yeah, I want to be buff and dopey. But buff and dopey. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I like him. That's how I like my Ben Grimm's. What about the situation from... Uh... Why, fuck you. <laughs> you talking about from like, the Jersey Shore. Shore? He needs money. You're a monster. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all wrapped up. <laughs> the table. The, the cord's cord. too long. All right, cool. All right, I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We went on a pause. Yes, we did. <laughs> I gathered myself. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did some Googling. <laughs> I Googled. So, all right, here we go. All right, so en- Ansel Elgert. Ansel Elgert. Yes, that guy will be my Reed Richards. Yes. Um, I feel like he can play sort of smart and aloof. Mm-hmm. And then we got Chloe Grace Moretz, which was a handoff from you, so thank you very much. I think You're that's welcome. pretty good. Now... She's your Susan Storm. She's my Susie Storm. And then I had seen a TV show called The Misfits on Hulu. Right. And in that show was a really charismatic kind of asshole. Shithead. He sucked. But he was the most entertaining part of the show, I thought. Mm -hmm. And his name was Robert Sheehan. Um, Anybody who has seen the original couple of seasons of The Misfits will know Mm -hmm. Robert Sheehan. Uh, He's an Irish actor. And he would be a perfect Johnny Storm. Now, when we were on a pause, you had taken me to task because you're like, he's too young. I mean, he's too old for these young cats. He's older than your Reed and Sue. Yeah, but I think that would work to the film's um, benefit, benefit because then you would have young, super smart Chloe Grace Moretz, Sue Storm, and mm-hmm. her older brother who still hasn't gotten his life together. So you still have that motherly... Kind of matronly, I'm raising my older brother. Okay. You know what I mean? Trying to put him on the right path, which creates a more interesting dynamic than just like, oh, my younger brother is younger. You know what I mean? All right, fair enough. So he's sort of the black sheep of the family, yada, yada. All right. And then, because we're we're doing mocap. Right for your thing. I originally had thought Tudyk, but I don't think his voice is the right one for it. I think um, from, if we just kind of like mildly alter the voice from the Iron Giant and mm-hmm. get Vin Diesel, you've got the thing. Yeah, but isn't Vin Diesel uh, Groot? He's a voice. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just uh, just pointing that out. Give him a different voice. That right? he is Groot. Does voice Vin actors Diesel, do all sorts of stuff. Does Vin Diesel have more than one voice? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. He's never. You know str- what? There's a computer though. <laughs> <laughs> just run him through a synthesizer. And you've got the thing. Okay. All right. So now, that's your younger <sighs> Fantastic Four. I am four. spent. <laughs> yes, this you is... are. Go ahead. My Fantastic Four, uh-huh. my Reed and my Sue, because I have recast them. So okay. it's Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell from, from the, the Americans. Americans. They're my Reed and Sue. Okay. Yes, they're, they're older. They're in their 40s, but they are an actual couple. They have mm-hmm. great chemistry. He reads as smart. She reads as as very intelligent, mm-hmm. a very good act, uh, actress, and can be kick-ass enough when she wants to be, even though Sue Storm is not kick-ass. Yeah. My... Thing is also motion caption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I need somebody who can get who can play a lovable 
but beefy slash chunky Ben Grimm, <laughs> who definitely comes off as everybody's best friend, uh-huh. but is still, you know, lovable and smart enough that he's somebody that would be able to fly a plane. Uh-huh. And that would be Sean Astin. Now, just, I want you to stop. I want you to take a breath. Yes. And I want you to hear Sean Astin's voice in your head. Yes. And then I want you to see that coming mm-hmm. out of a motion cap ben, uh, thing. Do you not know that Sean Astin... Probably don't. But whatever the, whatever with, the question is, I probably along don't. Along with being, of course, famously Samwise from uh-huh. the Lord of the Rings series. Uh-huh. And star of License to Drive. Yes. With his brother. Yes, and also Rudy. He was Rudy. Oh, he was Rudy, yeah, yeah. But he is also the voice of um, uh, on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Currently, yes. Oh, he plays. Uh, maybe it's not. Are one you talking the, about like the 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 new, like the, the very new version that just like just came out? Like, I don't last know about week? that one. It's one that's no, not, oh, okay. not that okay. one. But it's, it's like one some that. computer animated the, the CG one. version. Right. Gotcha. Uh, he plays um, Napoleon. Who's that? Not Napoleon. Who's the, there's, there's one that begins with like an name the the, the, the turtle. There's Donatello, uh, Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and you who's, came out who's with the Na- leader? Napoleon. Who's the leader? That well, it used to be um, um, Leonardo with the swords, and I then think, Donatello had the purple with the bow staff. Michelangelo was the nunchucks orange guy. I think he's Donatello. I think he's Donatello. Okay. I think he's Donatello okay. on there. Right. I, I, I don't watch it. I, I I just saw it on a on a YouTube video. I still don't want my thing to sound like Donatello from the. I like Sean Astin. All right, fine. Sean right, Astin's a great actor. We'll run him he, through. We're running through the same it. synthesizer. <laughs> yes. That we're running. You can have. You can yeah. have Groot. <laughs> I can have Sean Astin. Fine. Fine. Now, here's where I have fun. Okay. Because my Human Torch, my Johnny Storm, mm. who is much younger than Carrie Russell, because it was a late in a life child, because that's how things happen sometimes. Yeah, when your father is a super genius and he just you know realizes, oh, I still got seed to spread. Yeah, he's like he rarely gets around <laughs> to fucking because he's too busy mathing. Exactly. Yeah. I cast Maisie Williams. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Maisie Williams is, do you, J.D.? You can tell because I literally just said I don't know who that is. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I don't know who that is. Maisie. Maisie Williams plays Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. And that's going to be your human torch? That's my human torch. Oh, you flipped A it on young me. girl. Oh, you're going to yes. anger the internet. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's a younger, it's a younger girl who could definitely be smart ass because yeah, uh, Arya yeah. definitely plays smart ass. Um, definitely be quick with it. Mm-hmm. Young could come off as kick ass as she wants to be. Yeah, could she can. come off as a little bit headstrong mm-hmm. when she wants to be. This would be something more, a, a lot lighter than Game of Thrones mm-hmm. for Maisie to do. It, she wouldn't have to, you know, be locked into the drudgery of a series like, you know, yeah, like yeah. Game of Thrones is. She could do a movie and then do, still have her own life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And just have fun being the human torch. That's an interesting choice. I'm not mad at it. Yes. I think that I feel like they've adopted her, though. I don't think they I don't think no. they made. No, she, right. she's Susan Storm's younger sister. Oh, sister. That sounds weird, but OK, sure. 
Yes, and you you break it up. You put, put two women in there, and you two. And now you've got now you've got your most powerful member because mm-hmm. you know arguably people say Sue Storm is is a woman, and yeah. then your your um your aerial support is a woman mm-hmm. as well. Nice. All right, I'm into it. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. My team. She's so young, though. Like a whole cast of like forty-year-olds and fifty-year-olds, and, and she's, a, got she's she's probably like a fifteen-year-old Arya Stark. She's not fifteen years old. How old is she? I'm about to find out exactly how old she is. Okay. Her name's Maisie. What? Maisie Williams. It's a good name. It's a very good name. Yeah. I like the name. She was actually Maisie Williams. She was born in 1997. So how old is she? <laughs> that makes her what? About 20. Is she that old? No. Oh. I yeah. guess she has been doing the show for like six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess she did start off pretty young. Yeah. Um, all right. Fine. Great. We did it. I like that. That's our Fantastic Four. Six hours later. <laughs> what is, how do things go? Yeah. All right. Was that it? Are we done? Yeah, it feels like enough of a show. Okay, good. We didn't cast the X-Men, but, you know. That's, oh, God, no. We'll save it. Maybe some other time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this Super long episode. Uh, let's. I hope you cut super a lot of long, that out. Super long episode that it's technically only fifty four minutes. Oh my god! It just felt <laughs> felt long. Um, edit a lot of that out. That was a lot of hemming and hawing. No, anyway, was it? Um, thank you for joining they like us. The, they like your hems and and your haws. <laughs> uh, at forty, what is forty three twenty seven? Is that my? I don't even know. I'm so tired from all this. Um, <laughs> I'm stressed out. If you want to check out the Patreon, you can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can reach us at uh, blacktribbles at gmail.com or... Copopgo at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and tweet at us at the Bat Tribble. Yes. Or Black Tribbles. Okay. Either way. Or JD's or, Hero Complex. JD's Hero Complex. Hero Complex. Yeah. All right. We're done. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Maybe. Get out. If you're lucky. <laughs>